Welcome once again to the Songbirds Radio Hour. I'm your host, Reed Caldwell, and tonight we're happy to share the stage with artist, activist, and music therapist, gone rogue, Kashana Armstrong. Woo! Yeah. Before we get rolling tonight, I want to talk a little bit about music therapy. I started the Songbirds Foundation seven years ago to combat the decline in funding in our public schools music programs and to remove the financial burden on music teachers trying to provide instruments for their students. Since then, we have awarded over 3,500 guitars and hundreds of thousands of hours of free guitar lessons to kids across four states. But I would not say that this is the most important service that we provide. Let's step back in time. It's 2017 and I was hammering out Songbird's very first strategic plan and I had read a few articles about the power of music therapy and I thought it would have great potential here in Chattanooga. To be honest, at the time I didn't fully understand what music therapy was. I thought it mainly consisted of going into hospitals and playing guitars with kids who were sick, which is a wonderful thing to do, but as it turned out, music therapy is much, much more than that. Over the coming years, I began to truly understand the scope of music therapy and how it could be used to accomplish monumental goals. So, what is music therapy? Well, the American Music Therapy Association, it has a definition, but it's what we'll say, it's a little clunky. Um, but I'll give it a run if you guys are into it. So, here we go. They define it as... The clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credentialed professional who has, all right, you get the drift. So that definition might be a little too sciencey for most of us. I think a couple of our stories might help clarify what music therapy is. In 2020, one of our music therapists began treating a three-year-old client who had had a traumatic brain injury early in life and lost many basic motor functions and was unable to turn her head to the side. To protect the child's privacy, we'll call her Sarah. Physical therapy alone wasn't getting the results that Sarah's parents were hoping for. Our music therapist noticed that Sarah was drawn to the sound of her guitar. As she played and sang, our therapist began to move the guitar in and out of Sarah's line of vision. At first, she was only able to follow the guitar with her eyes. But Sarah was so enamored with music that over time she began to turn her head to follow the sound. Over the next several treatment sessions, Sarah was able to regain mobility in her head and neck. Here's another example. We've been working with this amazing kid who's on the autism spectrum. When we met him in 2017, he couldn't make eye contact and had trouble communicating with others. And not that long ago, he stood right where I'm standing on the Songbird stage, addressed a packed house, and then absolutely shredded a guitar solo. Music therapy helps kids in so many ways. But in my opinion, its most important accomplishment is helping kids who have experienced great trauma to learn to smile again. Because Shauna knows all about this. With the background of a licensed music therapist, the resolve of an activist, and the voice of a singer, she is unrelenting in her pursuit for the healing power of song. Kashana blends roots, rock, R&B, and folk with lyrical prowess. She is both a sought-after vocalist working with artists like Margot Price, Adia Victoria, and Jason Isbell. Her 2020 release, Listen, was voted Best Protest Album of 2020 by the Nashville Scene. So, let's give a Songbirds Hour welcome to... Kashana.
We um, love to start with this song just as a reminder of uh, this one word, the word listen. It's a verb that requires you to be quiet. Sit still, keep your thoughts to yourself, and just hear another person.
is the Songbirds Radio Hour. Thanks, y'all. song for the last few years. It's called Too Much. Sleeping on the subway, waiting for your love to change. Second guessing the choices that you made. Ooh. 
is the Songbirds Radio Hour. So whenever life gets a little hectic and, and uh, a little bit much for you, imagine that song. And just imagine the three of us in feather boas on your shoulders with sequins on, just hold on, your luck is about to change. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do to get by. <laughs> so um, we, we've come all the way from Nashville. Um, this is the start of our journey. Um, we're heading to Charleston to play the High Water Festival, which is curated by our friends Shovels and Rope. And um, I'll tell you what, this is our first time playing in Chattanooga. This is my first time playing in Chattanooga, so. Yay! I'm glad people are here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> it's, um, it's a journey right now. There's a lot happening in the world, a lot happening back home in Nashville. My body hurts from marching this week. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, the songs that I've written have always had a message to them. There's a reason I write them. These songs come from conversations I have with my friends, conversations I have with strangers, um, with my audiences. And it's really special. And it's more profound when you've written these songs in this little room, little incubator, but then you see that they can be functional in a moment when a town needs to, I don't know, they need to have something to activate them. So um, it's been an interesting time with music. I wrote this one with my good friend, Zach Smith. His artist name is ZG Smith. And we were talking about autonomy of self. The ability to have full control and ownership over your body. The choices you make you want to walk through the world we were thinking what animal who has that opportunity to be fully themselves and it's nighttime animals so if you were to think of your favorite nighttime animal that you could be who would that be personally I'm a possum I don't know why yet I thought I figured it out but not anymore Nikki what's your nighttime animal What's your nighttime animal? I am a leopard. Oh, yes. Why a leopard, Heidi? I was going to say skunk, but I thought <laughs> I want you to think about your nighttime animal. If you could be any animal that roamed around at night, free as can be, who would you be? Did you ever want to be here? Nighttime and 
by the sight of the stars overhead Ooh, it's not irrational To want to live the life you want before you're dead So the sun stripped blue Ooh, just ain't fair, no That the day people get to make For being with us on the Songbirds Radio Hour. Because <laughs> Shauna, what a great show. It was so great. Welcome Thanks. to Songbirds. So happy to be here. I sweated. That means it was fun. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's a good indication. Mm-hmm. Did, you, uh, did you pick a guitar when you were here earlier? Oh, yeah, it's in the back room. I think that's the expensive guitars in the back room. I think they're all kind of expensive. but Yes, yeah. but the really expensive room in the back. Yeah. It looks like the 1920-something. Guitars. Pick? Oh, yeah. What'd you pick back There's there? There's that 355 Gibson back there. Oh, yeah. You picked a nice one. Yeah. So let's I talk a little bit about how you 
your path in life, right? Let's talk a little bit about how you, you originally kind of wanted to be a psychiatrist, right? Yeah, I was um, in high school. I had this one, uh, he was my psychology teacher, Mr. Barbone, who was also the soccer coach. And um, I just was really intrigued by psychology and was like, maybe I can go be a psychologist, study to be a therapist, a counselor. Um, but also, my parents had invested a lot of time and money into me doing music, so I knew I needed to go somewhere where I could have a music scholarship to attend college. I was the first one in my family to go to college or so. Um, I found out about this program at UGA. It was a music therapy program. And I was, when I discovered that you could use music and psychology together, I was like, well, score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I think I started out in physics and somehow I made it to this. So yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how yeah. that all happens. Your, your thing seems to at least dovetail. A, I mean, a bit. you know, I'm just kind of all around the path, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about your, how your music career basically started through music therapy and you basically, you wrote some of your first songs while working with patients. Mm -hmm. I, I went to college and really loved working in the difficult environments. You know, there, there are music therapists that are really great with kids. They're very happy. They have good joints. So they can get off and on and off the floors a lot. You know, um, mine creak a lot. When yeah, I mine creak too. Up. It's like the, getting on the stool was enough. You know, I'm leaning, as you can see. But I really loved working. We had a program where we could go to our clinical hours um, with men that were experiencing incarceration in one of the county jails out in Jefferson, Georgia. And I just really love that. I love the idea of walking into a place, and these men had never. They didn't have access to music, so we were kind of like their, you know, what do you call it? Like their jukebox. I learned a lot from those patients then. So I worked in mental health and with those that were in incarceration, youth that were in detention centers, and working with babies that had developmental disabilities. I was working in those environments for, in Atlanta for years, like maybe 10 years or so. But it was when I was in Atlanta working with um, a group of incarcerated men who were, uh, they were, we had a band called the Mellotones, and um, this was for men that were about to walk out into society, so this was part of their reintegration, was they joined this band. And we taught everybody how to play an instrument, they chose the songs, showing them like social skills. If you think about what happens in a band situation, there's you gotta agree to disagree, right? There's this idea of listening to your partners. There's a lot of real life situations and interactions that you can have in a band setting. So that's what I did um, with those patients. And it's with those patients that I started writing songs. Mm -hmm. um, they were, there were two young men that were about my age that one was a poet, one was a hip hop artist. Like Ashana, these songs that we're doing, we were playing like Mustang Sally, you know, and like House of the Rising Sun. Those are the like, only songs you can play. When, those you the only, when you first learn the guitar, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what they wanted you know, to play. These yeah. two songs. <laughs> so, like, that, those are the big hits. But these two young men were just like, Kashana, we got to write something a little bit better and more in our lane. So I went with them with a the little guitar, and they're on the hospital grounds there was a lake. So we took the little golf cart out there, and but that's how I found, okay, this is something I can do for myself. Yeah, I feel like you can see that in your music. A lot of your songs are kind of like mantra-driven, yeah. like the Love the Night, the yeah, Night Animal. Night animal yeah. that's, that song's great. I was trying to think of what Night Animal I would be. 
I couldn't decide. You can't? I kind of got stuck a little bit. Yeah. I like the raccoon. I thought that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, they got opposable thumbs. So that, they do. Maybe, I don't know. But <laughs> um, So um, I think it's really interesting working with inmates. We've always, we work specifically with kids, mainly kids that are 12 to 17. And um, it's super rewarding to do. But also we've been, we've talked a lot about inmates and trying to provide instruments for them. And I think that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. You know, when I moved to Nashville, I had tapped out of mental health because it can be a lot. And so I was just trying to be an artist. And then I slowly got pulled back into it. And I was working with women who were experiencing incarceration in Davidson County jails. And we had a songwriting class. And even though we couldn't bring instruments in, I could bring this class showing them how to write songs. And one of the women was released uh, on probation right at the beginning of pandemic. And during that time, she found me online. We met over Zoom. We took all of the poems that she wrote while she was incarcerated, and we turned that into a full album. And that is her testimony. That is something she goes out into the world now to share with others. She's been releasing her singles um, since January, but is showing her that her story is not the worst thing that like what happened to her can save someone else. Mm -hmm. The journey she went through can save someone else. And I love showing people who have been forgotten. Mm -hmm. They've just been locked away behind bars, behind walls, so we don't have to see them. But what they've experienced and what they're living can teach us all something. I, I found like there's not much separating me from those behind bars other than I had a support system. Mm -hmm. I just had a net. Well, I was going to, I had a question on here that was about your most rewarding moment, but that seemed like that might be Sorry. it. <laughs> Maybe. There's many. Yeah. That's, a pretty, that's a pretty amazing thing to talk about what you're doing there. Any music that allows uh, people who are unheard yeah. be heard, I think is one of the most crucial things in our society. And I think that's what we talk about a lot in this museum. There's a whole exhibit over there about the cultural impact of uh, music and how it helped. Um, it gave voice mm -hmm. to generations and generations of, of people. And I yeah. think that's super important. And I think that's what you're talking about there. Mm -hmm. You know, when you show someone that, so I heard you talking about the definition of music therapy and AMTA does have a very convoluted way of saying it. But the way I define music therapy is it's the use of music to achieve non-musical goals. Perfect. Right? See, so, that, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> I struggled so hard with that. Yeah. And I know AMTA is really wanting to make sure that, that people ver you know, v validate that it, you have to be a licensed music therapist, but it really is just using music to achieve a non-musical goal. So we can use music to um, integrate people into society. We can use music as a way of working on speech, use music as a way of working on mobility. There are so many things that we're doing with the brain and in the body when music is involved. Um, what was your question? I don't know. <laughs> you said something I was talking about, about, I was actually asking you about music therapy, kids that participate in music therapy, oh, yeah. and they go on to... Yes. 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 But you had a great answer. It went somewhere, and cool. now we're back. <laughs> yes. Um, I think with Whitney Martinez, that's the young lady that I met when she was experiencing incarceration. She's a mom of two. She is out here in the world. She's thriving, like really is. And it's all because, you know, along with all the other therapeutic help she was getting while she was um, serving her time, she also received this, you know, songwriting class where we really literally took, we showed them how to journal. How do we take your journal prompts and then turn those into poems and then turn those poems into lyrics? And I think what, Whitney is one that has come out and is a, a full-blown artist and has integrated into the music community back in Nashville. Um, 
There are, I had a, a patient of mine, a client of mine who was really young, and you know, this makes me feel old now, but they found me on, on Facebook. She's like, I just want you to know, I'm a singer songwriter now. And it was one of those like, oh my gosh, you know, time goes by, but to me, this was yesterday, but to see that these kids have grown up and they're out here playing music. I, during the pandemic, I started two camps online um, through my organization. And it was teaching young people how to write songs of protest and how to write, how to produce their own music. And we had them co-writing with other kids in different states because technology, you know? And so these kids could FaceTime with each other, a kid from Nashville, right, with a kid in Arkansas. And they wrote some bops. And what I've seen is these kids have, one, one young lady went off and won an award at her high school. She got to perform at her graduation. She never thought her songs or her voice were something she could share with her classmates, but her having that time during pandemic to connect with other young people that wrote, you know, they weren't in her community, but she found community. And I think that's something about the music community, you know, as a music therapist, I'm showing young people, I'm showing all kinds of people that the music community is a community and it is vast and it is big. Um, as a touring artist, it's amazing. I can be somewhere, and we were just talking about Alaska. So I can be in Alaska and then meet somebody one town over that's also an artist. And it's just the town, like the, the art, artist world is very small and very helpful, very healing, and very supportive. And I think if, if there's any community I would want to bring an old client or patient of mine into, it's that world. Mm-hmm. Y'all give it up for this wonderful person. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Kashana, thanks so much for being with us on the Songbirds Radio Hour. We're going to get Heidi and Nikki back up on stage to hear a few more tunes, and then we'll turn it over to the audience for a quick Q&A. Let's give it up once again for Kashana. As our friend Reed mentioned, I do, um, I do live my life also as a music therapist. So I'm always helping people tell their story. It's very rare that I tell my own. But this is one of those moments. This is my truth. This is called my own grave. If these barren hands could hold you, Hold you tight until you dream And if these empty arms could bind you I would bind you to the broken parts of me Oh, and if these solemn eyes could see you I would watch your lips as they spoke my name This virgin heart can love you I will love and swear to never love again Ooh, I never focused on the time Ooh, now I believe in all the lies Ooh, now I've gotta face the choices that I made 
always walked the line of lonely And swore it just was in my time I swore this music kept me holy But it was me that built the walls for them to climb focusing on legacy. I've been really thinking about family and where I've come from and searching down my family tree and talking to genealogists. I am now a private investigator, it feels like, trying to chase down my family tree. But I wrote this one for my great-great-great-grandma Margaret, who was there when the Confederates marched in South Carolina stole the gold earrings from her ears and here I stand because of her No, you can't see the house from the trees 
Songbirds Radio Hour. First time we've done that one as a trio. Thank you. 
Songbirds Radio Hour. We're going to stay on this theme of using your voice to speak the things that you need. This is called Out Loud. Ask for what's 
just too afraid to say it out loud I think you know just what you want now you gotta say it Shauna, thanks so much for being with us on the Songbirds Radio Hour. We're going to turn it over to the audience and let them ask any burning questions they may have. Yeah. Um, so for you in the audience, if you would like to ask a question, just raise your hand and then wait for the mic to get to you and then ask your question and then... Yeah. I'll... Hi, Kashana. I'm Shavana. Um, oh, I love it. <laughs> um, my question actually is, how did you meet Nikki and Heidi? As Heidi would say, we met in a yoga class. But that is not true. Um, you know, I've been fans of the two of the both of them. And like I said, the music community is very tight. And there's many people. I feel like we've all operated around each other. And I've been a fan of Nikki's and like kind of a stalker. Like I just wanted to be friends with her. I was like, she's so pretty and she can sing so good. Nikki used to have this big fro with like purple in it. She would just show up sing her song, and then disappear. And I was like, those are my goals in life. How can I show up, slay, and then leave, you know? So um, it was through, I think, a producer. We both do a lot of session work back in Nashville, you know, singing on other people's albums. And, and I just, like, did that thing of, like, hey, Nikki, you don't know me, but would you sing with me? Um, and thank God she said yes. And with Heidi, man, Heidi is one of these artists in Nashville who... I don't understand how people don't know who she is. Um, I, we were trying to figure out how we met, and it's one of those things where people are just in your orb, 
like in your orb for so long, but um, I think I just saw Heidi playing piano and doing what she does with her voice. And I was like, how does nobody know you? How does like, how is your name not all over the world right now? Um, and when I find people like that, I just latch on. So Heidi and I have done some shows in Atlanta together. Um, we played some like, you know, small theater spaces in, in Nashville together. And uh, I just invited Heidi out. This is, Heidi's new to the trio. And uh, we're so fortunate to have like just her, her voice with us, you know? Um, yeah, it's kind of a mushy way that we wet, met. <laughs> we met in a mushy way, yeah. Another question. This gentleman, you remind me of my Uncle Enki, so I can't wait. My Uncle Enki <laughs> is like, I'll be like, is that Uncle Enki? No. <laughs> so, um, how would you define your style of music? Because I heard some red clay, I heard the mountains of Tennessee, and I heard some funk. So, how, and folk as well. How would you define your style? Yeah, all of that. It is, you know, people, I've allowed people to put me in places. People used to say I was R&B soul. But I'm like, I don't know about the R&B, I wish. When I, have, when I have a band with me, I'm a completely different sound than this. I just call myself Roots. I just say I'm Roots music because within that Roots, what I grew up with was gospel quartet music. That was my dad and my grandpa playing gospel quartets. I grew up with the Beatles. My dad is a big Beatles fan. I grew up with dad playing that solo from Lionel Richie's Hello over and over uh. again. That guitar solo. It's just like there's it's a so, good one though. It's a good solo, but man, 40 something <laughs> years of that solo, I tell you what. But um, I think I, I just say that I'm, I'm, I'm roots because there's gospel, there's blues, there's soul, there's folk, there's all of that in there. Yeah, thank you. We had another question right over right yeah. there. It's hard to see. Thank you. So I work at an elementary school here in the city. Bless you. And we're actually a fine arts elementary school, so our students are fortunate enough to have music as part of their curriculum. Mm-hmm. So what can we do as a community to help the school system understand the importance of music and the types of music, not just to say, oh, we have music in our school, but to have music that is meaningful? I have like some thoughts, and they don't really have anything to do with me. Because <laughs> um, that's a big, that's a bigger that's a bigger question and a bigger problem, right? And I always think of the fact that like, if we just start with one or we start small, like one little drop, a ripple can create a wave, right? So there, as you were talking, things that came to me, I, I did okay in school, but I struggled. And even in college, I did my learning to songs. So the teachers that would put the academic stuff into music, that's the stuff that stuck for me. And I found that I had to do that for myself in college, especially learning you know, music history and learning psychology and anatomy, everything I had to put into song, that was me. So it's one of those like finding the kids where they are, what learning styles work for them. And for those kids where like song works for helping things stick. Man, I think, what was the other thought I had? I think the other thought I had was our kids have so much more to worry about when they walk into a school building, right? Um, mm. than just learning. There's so much more that they're thinking about. Some of them are just like, I need to eat, right? So 
to me, it's like, put the books aside. Let's find these, let's meet them human to human. What are your needs? And how can I make you feel safe to show you that I respect you, I see you as a person, so you can feel safe with me. I think that's their, where their rapport can be built. And that's where that respect um, nugget that you're talking about can come in. Yeah, I feel like that's I feel like it's a great answer. That's, I um, can that's a good start. And I would I would love to hear some of your college songs about the parts of the brain or whatever you had oh to memorize. <laughs> I bet so, they were yeah. fantastic. The, the muscle system. <laughs> I bet it would make college a lot easier for a lot of people if they had done that. Uh, another follow up. I think we got time for maybe one more. If I think you we want. got one over there. You have a question? Oh wow. Now we got a whole car ride together, but okay. <laughs> 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 So you mentioned legacy earlier. Yeah. Um, so let's fast forward 50, 60 years from now. In your mind, in your heart, like, what do you hope that your legacy is that you've left behind? Ooh. I honestly, I can't have children. And so to me, these songs that I'm writing with people that are in recovery, these songs that I'm writing with people who are have been pulled from the streets from sex trafficking, young, young people, any kid that I've mentored, I feel like I'm living, I'm witnessing my legacy now. So back in Nashville, you know, this, the last two weeks, the kids have been in the streets marching. And it's been really humbling to look out there and see so many kids that a crew of musicians, we were all their counselors at rock camp kids that we wrote with in Girls, in Girls Right Nashville, and you see them on the front lines holding these banners, and to me that is, that is the legacy, right? Of showing them, again, when you show someone that their words are valuable and they are worthy of being heard, it's amazing how you can see how they'll show up for their community and for themselves. They'll speak up for themselves. So I hope that's my legacy, is that I've, anyone that I've written a song with walks away feeling empowered and goes forth to do something great in their communities. And I hope that any audience that I sing to walks away with this nugget of just a different way of seeing the world and walking through the world and how we interact with one another with a little bit more grace. Yeah. Wow. I feel like that's a wonderful place to end. Y'all give Kashana a big round of applause. Thank you so much Thanks, Reed. for being on the Songbirds Radio Hour. Happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Kashana, I mean, it was just amazing. <laughs> As we close out our show, I'd like to leave you with this. We have seen through our music therapy programs and through the work of artists like Kashana that music has the ability to mend minds, heal hearts, soothe souls, and reform relationships. Music is one of our society's most central cultural touchstones. It brings us all together, creating deep-seated community, camaraderie, and goodwill. And it helps heal our deepest emotional wounds. And you can be a part of this. First, take a minute to think back on your musical journey. Maybe you're envisioning a concert that changed your life. Or maybe a song that you played for your true love or with a grandparent or parent. Or maybe a song that you screamed at the top of your lungs in a passenger seat of your best friend's car. We've all done that, right? Place that fantastic musical moment firmly in your mind and try to pass that forward. We live in a divisive world, but small acts of kindness and joy go a long way. So take this as a challenge. Go out there and be kind to one another. Strive to make the world a better place through music. And participate in music. 
Come see a show. Pick up that dusty instrument under your bed and give it a strum. Or take joy in your favorite album. However you do it, we hope that you will allow yourself to be open to the possibilities and promise of music. And that's our show. We thank Kashana for being with us. And we thank you for joining us for the Songbirds Radio Hour. Good night. Songbirds Radio Hour is made possible through a grant from the Riverview Foundation. And this episode was produced by Charlie Moss and written by Reed Caldwell. Live recording by James Snyder. Our logo was designed by Mars Michael and our set was created with help from Alice Heinsen. Additional thanks to Victoria Sauer, Ray Bassett, and of course, Kashana. Directed and edited and mixed by John Dooley. Keep on marching on.